Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the South Side Agenda podcast with Charlie and Zidane. Hope you guys enjoyed last episode. Oh, my God. It has been a week of baseball. Never in my whole entire life has this many deals happened in the course of seven days. When did we do the podcast last night? Was it Saturday? Yeah. When did, it, when did Indiana play Iowa? Was it Saturday? I, Saturday. Okay. Now we know. And I don't know if the audio is going to be weird for the listeners, but Sorry in advance, it just sounds kind of weird on Zoom, but we'll roll with it. Um, yeah, as always, follow us on Twitter at Southside Agenda. Obviously, as the season starts to kick up, we are tweeting more on there, whether it be about March Madness or actual baseball, whatever you guys uh, – man, it doesn't matter. We're going to tweet about anything. Follow that. Um, probably start posting on TikTok again because uh, this one is uh, a video on Zoom. Last one means on we're, we're in person, so we cannot do video. But – Oh my God! Spring training starting. March Madness is in full effect. Sports are still very, very good. Zidane, and yeah, lots of lots of deals. Another one this morning. We we've been adding to the list of deals to talk about for a while, but uh, we'll start off with Nick Castellanos. Probably, I mean, it's been so long. It's been so long. It's probably the biggest of. Uh, actually, no, that's not the biggest. But we'll start off with Nick Castellanos. Five years, a hundred million for the Phillies. Zidane, they got some they got some power now. Bryce Harper, they also got Schwarber. That's another move. And now Castellanos, what do you think about their lineup? Obviously, they're not going to be the best in that division, but what do you think? It's a very good lineup, Charlie. It's You know, you see a lot of people on Twitter almost call it a battle royale lineup, and that won't be the show. Makes sense because their defense is definitely going to be a problem. Definitely going to be a problem for their pitchers because look at that outfield right now. Harper did not have his best defensive season. Last year, but Dubal Herrera is like, eh. And Cassianos and Schwarber not good in the outfield. It's going to be a big problem for them. But Charlie, that is a lot of pop in that lineup. You have three great hitters, two added. Schwarber, I believe, for like 75 mil. And then Casty for 100. Pretty good value contracts, honestly. Phillies might be good. I don't, I don't think they'll be the best in that division. There's one team we're going to have to talk about. But pretty good moves by them. Interesting team. Trevor's story is it on to the Red Sox. Six years, 140. This East is ridiculous. Charlie, this is such a stacked division. Everyone is adding. Obviously, Yankees fans thought they would add different players, but they did add. They did get better. But, man, that is a big add for the Red Sox. I mean, you look at that infield now. I mean, I forget who's at first base. I think it might still be Bobby Dahlbeck. But then you have Sander Bogarts. Trevor Story, Devers, and then Verdugo, J.D. Martinez. That is a stacked team. Obviously, I'm pretty sure Chris Sale will miss, like, the first week or so of the season with something, but still pretty good rotation, too. Red Sox are an interesting team. Again, I don't think they're the best in the division, but they're definitely an interesting team. Maybe, most likely, a wildcard team. Yeah, let's compare that to the Yankees lineup. Josh Donaldson, Kiner Falefa, Glaber Torres, Rizzo, and D.J. LeMahieu. The it kind of outweighs. Red Sox have a much better lineup. Yankees, man, they're they're suspect. I don't I, I don't like I don't like that team right now. And I, it's crazy. They could easily finish fourth in that division, which is which is insane. The Yankees finishing fourth and missing the playoffs would be ridiculous. But Zidane, I want to talk about one of the most influential moves. This Kenley Jansen, one year, sixteen million to the Braves. The Braves have gotten so much better over the course of this week. It is unreal. 
obviously will fit in. Matt Olson to the Braves as well, signed a huge contract. Look at this lineup. This is and they have Acuna. He's pretty much a new signing now because he you didn't see you didn't see him pretty much all of last season, and they won the World Series without him. I mean, Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Ozuna if he plays, Duvall, Eddie Rosario, Dansby, Travis Darno. You got Heredia, and then you got Acuna, and then that bullpen's it on. Kenley, Will Smith, is Will Smith right? I'm not getting into it. Okay, Tyler Matzek, Minter, Kirby Yates. He was on the Blue Jays. He didn't play at all because he was hurt. And recently, another big signing, Colin McHugh. He had a, such a he had an amazing season last year. Great, great strikeout pitcher. He can throw hard. I know you were a big fan of him last year. And I mean, come on, that's that's a really really tough lineup. I think they have first in that division locked. Exactly, Charlie. And you're getting Mike Soroka back. And then again, your starting rotation still is really good. But I mean, Colin McHugh, a two year, $10 million to that type of reliever, that's an insane deal. So cheap, so good. I mean, Braves, obviously, you did want them to bring back Freddie, and we'll talk about him pretty, I think, next move. But they've gotten a lot better. They've got him at Olsen, immediately signed to a pretty, pretty cheap uh, extension. For a guy like him, I think it's like eight years, 168, pretty cheap for Matt Olson. And then Kenley Jansen, Kirby Yates, ComQ, they're just getting better. That division, Troy, is going to be a really fun division to watch. Obviously, two teams, not so good, but the rest of them, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's that's the best bullpen in baseball right now. It's easily the best bullpen in baseball. You look at the white, like, we think our, we think our bullpen is good, and it is, but that bullpen, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I think, I think this is right to say that there's pretty much nobody in that bullpen that needs to prove themselves. Like everybody had a good year last year. Kirby Yates obviously needs to prove himself, but Minter, I mean Matzik with a great end to last year. That playoff, say three innings, amazing, just shut down. Uh, was it was the Dodgers right? And the yeah, and then LCS, and then yeah. Colin McHugh, great year last year. Kenley Jansen, I mean, proven closer. Obviously, a little bit shaky at some points last year, but I mean, he's he's awesome. It's it's this this bullpen's ridiculous, and this starting lineup is ridiculous. Look at Dansby Dansby Swanson, and you Duvall is still there. The 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 signings from last year, obviously, Solaire is now gone to the Marlins, um, but that's one of the signings from last year that on that deadline that's still there and had and performed well during the playoffs. The Braves have been really smart with their signings and their their front office has absolutely rocked it over the past year and a half. But we'll talk about Freddie Freeman. It's sad to see him leave Atlanta. I'm sure it's sad for all the fans. It's sad for everybody. Six years, 162 to the Dodgers. Zidane, this is a depressing move. Charlie, all sports should have a salary cap. And for this exact reason, I mean, we're talking about an infield of Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Trey Turner, Justin Turner. That is literally all-star, 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 most likely an all-star. What, what is that? They're literally, it's, it's just insane. You have Will Smith behind the plate. Then you have less depth in the rotation, but still pretty good. We'll see when Bauer is allowed to play, but... They're still stacked. I mean, they lose free agents 
a lot sometimes. They lost Kenley. They re-signed Chris Taylor. I mean, the lineup is literally an all-star team. It's insane. They just because they just have more money and they're willing to spend the money more. It's insane. They're just so good. Like, I don't know how anyone for the Dodgers, it's World Series or it's a bad season. That's like there's it's two things. You win it or you don't. That's it. You can't not win that division. The Giants little one season thing, the pod, they're nobody to them this year. They should not even come close. The Dodgers are going to win well over 100 games. It's They might have one of the best regular seasons in MLB history. Mookie Betts, top three right fielder in baseball. Freddie Freeman, top three first baseman in baseball. Trey Turner, the best shortstop in the league, may I add. I think he is the best shortstop in the league. He is all around awesome. Pop, speed, defense. It's all you want. Defense, not amazing, but still very good. Max Muncy, it's questionable him at second base but he can still play good defense. Cody Bellinger is the only iffy player in that lineup. I mean, A.J. Powell, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. And Will Smith, awesome. Chris Taylor, you know what you're going to get. But the only player where you're like, eh, what's going to happen this year is Cody Bellinger. But your only iffy player is Cody Bellinger. That's all I need to say. And Chris Taylor is is the perfect utility man. You want a defensive replacement at second base? You have him. You want some. You want a replacement in the outfield? Put Chris Taylor anywhere in the infield. He can play. It is pretty ridiculous. And it, it's it, it, AJ Pollock kind of had a resurgence. He's pretty old, and now he's he played really good last season, especially in the playoffs. But I mean, that, this it's a World Series of busts or busted on. There has been so many confusing moves as well. Chris Bryant, seven years, one hundred eighty-two million to the Rockies. I would not have guessed that. Well. I mean, what can I say? I want Chris Bryant to succeed, and he's not going to do it in Colorado. I can understand the move from a Chris Bryant perspective. One, he gets paid a lot of money. Two, he's going to obviously play play well, and then obviously with course Field, he's probably going to play better. But, I mean, for the Rockies, it doesn't really make sense. You trade Arenado, and you give them money to take Arenado's contract, then you don't trade or retain stories so you just let him walk that's one of the worst moves i mean at least trade the guy at the trade deadline he's still in value you still were gonna get something for a great player now you got nothing now you get chris bryant for a team that's almost always like looking to trade their stars i just don't really understand it i mean you're still a below 500 team i'm looking here Sure, they have a few quality players. You got Ramon Marquez. You got CJ Cronin, obviously. Superstar. I Yeah, superstar in Chris Bryant. But I just – it's just – it's weird. Like, I'm cool with you smaller teams who aren't that good spending money. Just don't spend it stupidly almost. It doesn't really make sense from the Rockies' perspective. Um. We'll move into the next confusing move. I don't even need to give an introduction. Go. I mean, he's a great player. He gets paid. But the Twins? The Twins? <laughs> Troy didn't even have to say it. At first, I was like, what? And then I'm like, I looked at my list. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about this. Twins are a pretty good team. Your lineup is pretty good. But when your third starting pitcher is like a Joe Ryan... A Randy Dobnak, 
come on. Like, I understand it from Correa, but it's almost weird. He gets paid what he wanted. He gets paid the most money for an infielder ever. One, like, 0.1 million over Anthony Rendon's contract. And I'm guessing he just plays a year and tests out the market either next year or the year after. But Charlie, I don't think those shortstop markets get any easier. Because if Trey Turner doesn't resign with the Dodgers, then it becomes the question, Korea being second best shortstop. And then, obviously, not going to happen. But in a weird world, if Tim Anderson doesn't resign, he'd become a free agent. So it's just, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't know how much Korea's market expands. I don't think he can get his value any higher. Like, he'd have to have in an MVP season for him to get paid more. But, I mean, it's just weird. And for the Twins, I mean, I do understand it from the Twins. They think they're still good, which, I mean, they're all right. They're, like, maybe a wild card team. I like that lineup. I like a lot of players in it. But, I mean, come on. You can't pitch, all right? I could be in the rotation for the Twins. Like, I'm, I'm that far away. I could probably be in the bullpen. You're not very good at pitching at all. You have Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, and a closer. That's it. I just, it's, I mean, I don't understand, Sean. I just, I don't know the point of it because Korea's going to opt out. He's, Correa's not staying this full year. I think we both know. Everyone knows. But who needs a shortstop by then? Who is going to be willing to spend that money? I don't know. Yeah, it's that one's interesting. The one positive I can take is the jo- Joe Kelly and Carlos Correa are now in the same division. Obviously, Joe Kelly signing with the White Sox. That is going to be very fun. I th- did we even cover the Joe Kelly-Josh Harrison news last week? No. I don't even no, think we did. They happened after. Yeah. Oh, Joe Kelly to the White Sox, awesome move. I like it. He was good last year. He's a little bit older. It adds a little bit more veteran presence. But for an explanation on what I just said, um, what's his face? Joe Kelly and Carlos Correa have been rivals. Joe Kelly making the face to Carlos Correa last year when Correa was up to bad, the whole asterisk cheating scandal. It's that That's fun. But now Kelly will face Correa. Carlos Correa will torment us for however long he plays in this division Zidane, but the Twins do not scare me at all, and it really does nothing for me. Cool. I mean, is there if there's any if there was any reason to hate an Astro player more, it's him playing for the Twins. But one move I want to go over that's kind of been overlooked is Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays. There's been so many moves, and this one is awesome. They are getting an elite defender to match with the infield with Guerrero, Matt Chapman now. Obviously, they lost Simeon, but they still got Bo Bichette. What's his face? Who am I missing? Um, Biggio. Yeah, Biggio, yes. That's a pretty good team. On the outfields, all right as well. Springer's still in center field. What do you think about Matt Chapman? I mean, Charlie, how much better can a lineup get? Well, it could get Matt Chapman better because Justin, that's a great player. They just had a great player, obviously. Didn't have his best year last year, but one. I mean, this guy plays ridiculous defense. It's, it's it's not even fair. It's The plays he makes are just insane. 
Like we talk about Arenado a lot, and he's still amazing defender. But I, I mean, I think you have to give Matt Chapman. He's one of the best defenders in baseball, if not the best. So, and he still has power. He does strike out a bit. I think he'll have a bounce back here. We'll see. But man, AL East is just stacking up on talent. Obviously, Yankees did get a little bit better. I mean, I don't think we'll talk about it, but it was an interesting one to say at least. It was funny to see Yankees fans like, oh, we can still get Correa. No. We can still get Story. No. But, uh, what's, oh, yeah, Blue Jays, outfield. I mean, come on. Teoscar, George Springer, Lourdes Correal. Stop. Like, stop. Like, other people need to, like, play baseball against you. That's not fair. Then their rotation honestly gets a bit of more depth. I mean, obviously, you would have liked to keep Robbie Ray, but Kevin Gosman, Manoa, Kikuchi, Ryu, and I'm forgetting somebody because I know there's like six or something. Oh, it's a really uh, Barrios, deep... Barrios, Barrios. Yeah, Jose Barrios. That's a really good rotation. Blue Jays are good, man. I think the only questionable thing right now is still sort of their bullpen. They haven't really added at all to that place. So it'll be interesting, but man. AL East is going to be a fun division to watch. Yeah, I think I think the Blue Jays, obviously, the the bullpen is where they need to improve the most on, but I think the Blue Jays pitching the rotation is a little bit overhyped. Are Ryu and Barrios really that good? I, do, I don't know. Ryu didn't have a good year last year. He had an all right year, but not to ace standards like he has in the past. Obviously, they don't need... They don't need him to have an ace perform uh, ace performances day in and day out because they do have Kevin Gosman in that one slot. But Barrios, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't started off spring too well, but we won't account for we won't account for that. But I don't know. I mean, Alec Manoa is very good, and then you just don't know where it drops off after Gosman and uh, let's say Barrios is your two. Manoa will have will be consistent, but. In order to win that division, you need you need some more consistency in your pitching, and I don't think the bullpen will cut it as it is right now. They will make some moves. But Ryu, I don't really like. Barrios is eh. And they don't have – I mean, Nate Pearson could be on the come up as well. But I don't know. I'm not really confident in that starting rotation. Gosman will be very good. But it's these guys that had good second halves that – or not good second halves. They got moved uh, at the second half. Obviously, Gosman is now – he wasn't moved uh, at the second half of last year, but Barrios, I don't, I don't really like Barrios. If I'm being honest, it on, I've seen the White Sox kill him too many times, and I don't, I don't have confidence in him. Well, Charlie, I'll, I'll say this about Jose Barrios: I don't think he's an ace, but for a two or three starter, I don't think you can really get that much better. I don't know if I mean other than there's only one player in baseball, honestly, where I can see, oh, yeah, obviously Jacob deGrom and Matt Scherzer, having a one-two punch of that is just disgusting. But as a two or three dude in that rotation, I think it's pretty good. And then Ryu, honestly, I didn't really like him last year. I think he'll bounce back a little, but not to that much greater extent. But I will say, for a four or five guy in your rotation, most likely, I mean, the money isn't very good. But the player in a four or five spot, it's pretty good. And then at five, he kept Kikuchi, who I think will bounce back to his, like, all-star because he was an all-star form last year. 
I, I really like this rotation. And I think I think I just like it more when I add it up against the other division. Because Yankees, they have a pretty good rotation, but not to this level. Like, it, it drops off a bit after Garrett Cole, and then you have Severino, and then it goes back. And then Red Sox, you don't have Chris Sale, and it's really not that deep without Eduardo Rodriguez. Rays, obviously, they'll, they'll churn out pitchers somehow. They'll have guys playing open or something. It doesn't matter. They'll win games somehow, but no Tyler Glass now. Then, obviously, I mean, I'm not going to bring up the Orioles because they don't matter. Just not important. But, I mean, when you have that division, I honestly think they have clearly the best rotation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say, yeah, you could say that they have the best rotation, but I mean, they are looking, their their lineup is awesome. I love their lineup, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think they'll cut it in the playoffs versus the other teams, other best teams, especially in the the NL if they were to make it that far. But yeah, I know. I guess you could say they have the best rotation in that division. Um, Now let's talk about the White Sox. Let's talk about some trade ideas, some other free agents that are still on the market. Sedan, I've seen this. I've seen Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers now because they do not have Kenley Jansen. I've seen him for Gavin Lux. I love that. In all of the projected starting uh, lineups for the Dodgers, Gavin Lux is not in it, but he is the first player off the bench when you know someone is hurt or someone needs a rest. But Dave Roberts said in the interview that I see Gavin's positional versatility to that closely of Chris Taylor's, which is very, very good because we did just sign Josh Harrison. But if Lux can play a little bit in right field or left field if we need him, I think that's very good. And yes, he did not, excuse me, he did not play that many games last year. But I think if we can make that move, that's good enough for me if you play him in second base or in the outfield. Charlie Campbell for like a Gavin Lux, I think you have to take that. Because, I mean, right now you're looking at Gavin Lux hasn't had the best start to his MLB career. But, I mean, Charlie, just like two years ago, he was the number two prospect in baseball. That dude has talent. He's shown it at spurts. But, I mean, you're taking a guy, Campbell, who almost is the odd man out right now. It's trending more towards us keeping him, but if a team is willing to give up, like that top, top guy, Gavin Lux, I would pull the trigger because that is a guy who could immediately be the future of your second base. If he works out, guess what? Josh Harrison, he'll play this year. He's a good, he's a good player, but he's old. He's not, he's not your future. There you go. Gavin Lux fits in with the team's timeline too. That would be great. But Charlie, we have to talk about the guy, the one free agent everybody wants. Everybody think it makes sense. What are your opinion? What's your opinion? I'm Michael Conforto. Yeah, I mean, Conforto is is on everyone's radar, and if he can add that, he has pop. If we if he can add that for us, that would be very good. Because again, you don't know about injuries. You don't know if your team's gonna stay healthy. And Conforto, obviously, he has he hasn't stayed healthy over the course of his past few seasons. But again, I think he can. Um, start to be consistent again, and I would love to see him in right field. He would love it with uh, the guys on Section 108. But <clears throat> I mean, Conforto is just the obvious, obvious signing. You know, sign him to a three-year deal, sign him to a two-year deal, whatever you want. It's Thirty-something million, probably around that price range. But yeah, I mean, 
he's number one on our list. He's number one on Rick Hahn's list. You know he is. You know he is because there's been rumors that we're looking at him, and obviously he's still going to be number one on Rick's list. But it's just a matter of are we going to sign him? Does he want to make a trade for an outfielder rather than <clears throat> splashing the cash on Conforto, even though it's not going to be that much money he's on? Watching all these stars go to other teams is just making me depressed. Like, we will never make a big signing. It's just a fact. We will never make a big signing. Conforto's not a big signing. None of these free agents that are left are big signings. It's Story, Chris Bryant, Castellanos, all these guys that are not on the White Sox. It kind of makes me sad that we're not spending that money. But at the end of the day, we don't have we don't have the money that the Dodgers do. But it is what it is. But again, it, you don't need to spend all that money to win a World Series. And that's exactly what the Braves did last year. Obviously, they're spending money now. But last year, they won a World Series by being smart. And again, if we can make a smart signing, if we can make some smart trades, ship, ship Kimbrell for Lux. Get Michael Conforto, and maybe those guys turn out to be your Adam Duvall and a Jorge Soler come playoff time. Maybe these guys are the difference makers, you know? And also could be the Larry Garcia that could step up in the playoffs. You never know. He kind of did it last year from one at bat. But, I mean, it's just about being smart. At the end of the day, you see it in two sports. In March Madness, the best team does not win. Sometimes they do, but sometimes, but most of the time they don't. In baseball, it's the same exact thing. The best team in baseball doesn't always win you a ring, right? The Braves, it's all about the smart signings and smart deals, and it's about the small players stepping up. Tyler Matzek did it. I mean, Jorge Soler. I mean, people were calling him. I remember having conversations with you. You were like, when he's hot, he is so good. But when he's not, he sucks. I mean, he's striking out left, right, and center. And again, he did not have the best batting average in the playoffs. He had, he had like two... 30, right? He had like 215 in the playoffs. But a lot of bombs, Zidane. A lot of home runs. And one out of the stadium in Houston to put your team up in the World Series. I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but my main point, you can you can realize it. It's just this cheap, smart signings that those players actually turn out good. And I think we can do it. Conforto is that man. Another one I want to talk about, Zidane, is Tommy Pham. What do you think about Tommy Pham? I've heard um, some rumors about him leaving san diego on twitter but what do you think charlie i'm honestly so happy you brought him up because he's one of the most underrated free agents obviously had some injuries hasn't been the best in san diego but man he was a quality quality player for tampa bay and for a team for the white Sox, where we don't even need him every day obviously you probably would be everyday right fielder but when you have adam engel Sheets, Vaughn available. He can get extra rest days. He's not the youngest guy. He fits perfectly with his team. Obviously, we, we, you want Conforto. He's younger, lefty, just makes more sense, and is honestly better. But Tommy Pham, quality, quality option. He's an underrated player. I think whoever signs him is going to get a lot of value out of that deal. He's just a good player. But, Charlie, you know, bringing up, like, those Jorge Soleres, those guys you sign or trade for who make that impact, I think Conforto is just not even in that level. He's just a complete starter who makes sense. It's not even just a playoff contributor. He's just an all-season. I think he's a star. He's a stud. He had a bad year last year, but I don't think that's the player he is. And coming off a bad year, he's not going to cost you those $25, million AAV contract. No way. It's going to be a lot lower. It's going to be in that kind of second bracket, and that's a lot more affordable. 
makes sense. It's just the right move for the White Sox. And Charlie, I think I kind of want to sidestep two more trade targets and two that seem to be on the White Sox radar. radar. What do you think about Frankie Montas and Shamanaya? Yeah, I mean, one of those players is going to go to a different team. It's a matter of if we get one of them. I don't know if we'll ship both of them, but, I mean, I've heard Manaya to the Twins. I I don't know what, what the Twins are doing. But, again, if you're Manaya, obviously it's not completely up to him, but I would want to come to the White Sox. I think he adds just that sort of spark to the rotation that we need. And look at our rotation, Zidane. I mean, you kind of you kind of add you kind of like put Keiko out of this conversation, but you got guys that can throw heat. Lance Lynn and Giolito. Katz said that he's stepping up to 97, 98 miles an hour, which is which is very good because it makes that change up even better. And man, that's that that's that's really good news to hear because you're talking about these guys that have been shipped over this off season, and I feel like not a lot of the guys have are throwing heat. I mean. Kikuchi doesn't throw heat, but you're starting to see it now with these teams. If you throw heat and you have that second pitcher, you're a good starter. And Giolito has that second pitcher in his changeup. And if he can he can shift from 94-95 fastball to 96-98 fastball, that's awesome. I think that's very good news to hear. And that's going under the radar. If he can keep that, that's that's awesome. And he hasn't really had any injury uh worries over the past few seasons. So if he can throw hard, he can throw hard. Obviously, it's different with Rodon. Obviously, Rodon to the Giants. I don't. We did not talk about that one. Or was that last? Was that last episode? We did talk about it. It was last week. Yeah, but no. I mean, we've lost some. We've lost some pitchers. We've lost some guys in the bullpen. But I mean, listen, you got guys that can throw heat, and you guys, you got guys that can have the second pitch. So I think the pitching for the White Sox is is looking pretty good. Obviously, Graveman. I I kind of forgot we signed Graveman over the, the past couple couple months. We've been in a lockout, but. No, Sean Manaya. I was I don't know where I went with that, but Sean Manaya can throw hard. And listen, he has a good he has a good pitch mix. I mean, he's got four four or so pitches that he can actually rely on, which is which is kind of rare nowadays. But I think Sean Manaya would be a good deal for us to make. And I'm trying to think what's what our rotation will look like. Lance Lynn, Giolito, Keiko's at the bottom of that. Manaya is your what? Fourth? Cease is your third. I mean, I think I'm liking that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of are we going to spend money? And I think, Zidane, we talked about it last episode. You look on our positional need rankings, starter isn't on the highest, but it makes you that much better. But no, what do you think about Manaya? Manaya, I love. He won't cost you too much for, I think, like the first two or three years, it's club control. Perfect for the White Sox. And he's a lefty, fits in rotation. Right now, your only lefty is Dallas Keuchel. That's not a good thing. So you get Shaman Nye. And really, I think it just makes sense because you can almost push Keuchel sort of out of rotation. Guess what? Michael Kopech. Now, if you need to limit his innings, guess what? You can because now he's the five-star instead of like the four-star. Just makes a lot of sense for the White Sox. And honestly, he's in that sort of trade affordable range where I think you're almost you basically have the prospects to get Manaro be interesting if they do trade him to see that package but I think that obviously your farm system I mean first of all right now our farm system is not good it's bad but 
I still think you can get Manaya. I still think there are enough prospects in that system to get Manaya from the A's. Makes sense for both sides. I just hope they do it, Troy. Just hope yeah, they no. do it. You do make a good point with the Kopech situation. Yeah, I mean, if you get Manaya, you can limit Kopech's innings. And then you have Keitel and Ronaldo Lopez that can fill in as your spot starter. And then they can go back into the bullpen when needed. So I think that's a perfect that's a perfect deal. I think getting a above average starter in Manaya and a good starter, I would say, obviously, would would make us that much better and would we would breathe a little bit on the days where, okay, this is we see this as a momentum shifting game and we don't have Dallas Keuchel out on the bump. So I think Manaya would be good. An interesting trade. What do you think about Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers for Cody Bellinger? <laughs> It's not going to happen, would, but I saw it. That would be an interesting one. Um, I mean, you're just banking an upside here. And if it works, Charlie, which I honestly at this point don't know. But if if that would work, I mean, obviously, you'd, you're getting an MVP player. He's one of the MVPs produced in the past. But I think it's kind of where we bring them up, up a lot together, Yelich and Bellinger. I think this is where they kind of move away where Yelich, there's like reason where you're like, oh, there's, it's simple enough where you're like, he can get better. He can get back to that form once he gets through his back injury, once he's able to adjust to swing back with a healthy back. But with Bellinger, there's just, there's a lot of problems there, Charlie. It's, I mean, it's all, his swing has to be fixed. It's it's not working right now. But, hey, I think I'd be willing to take a flyer on Cody Bellinger. I think you don't even need him every day. Obviously, you play him every day, but he can play DH sometimes with angle and stuff. I'd be willing to take the risk, Troy, on Cody Bellinger. Yeah, that's 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 a fun deal. But I don't think oh, there's anything else, but we'll go – we'll quick quickly run over the smaller deals that have happened that we haven't covered – uh, an underrated one's it on that I think is is interesting for one of my you know second second teams uh, as you would say Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners I think that's awesome the Mariners are just getting better Robbie Ray and nobody dislikes the Mariners. I mean, if you dislike the Mariners, why? Like, for what reason? But also, Charlie. Mariners are looking pretty good. I mean, they've just added. They've just gotten better this offseason. They added Robert Gray. They just added Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez, who could obviously bounce back. And you added Adam Frazier in a trade. This is a pretty good team. I, their outfield is stacked with Julio Rodriguez, Kellenic, Hanniger, Winker, Kyle Lewis. That's, that's actually very good. That's insane because all of those are quality players. I don't know how you'll fit them in. But they're all really good. They're set for the future. And then even your infield, you got to tie France. You got Adam Frazier, who I think will bounce back. Toro played great for the Mariners after getting traded. And then there's another player I'm missing, but just really good team. Pretty good team. Honestly, Charlie, I think they could definitely, with the expanded playoffs, easily make the playoffs. What do you think about Luke Voigt to the Padres? Interesting one. Honestly, I like it a lot more for the Padres than I do the Yankees. Yankees, it makes sense. He's just, he was the odd man out. You had Rizzo. You just resigned him for an interesting amount of money. But, I mean, for the Padres, 
you no longer have to deal with Eric Hosmer and him being not good at baseball anymore. But Luke Voigt, I definitely think he can bounce back. Petco Park, people like to hit in there. He's a pretty good player. You know, healthy. I think he'll play well. And now <clears throat> with the DH being in the National League, you got Nelson Cruz finally out of our league. Uh, he was obviously out of our division for the second half of last year. But one year, $15 million to the Nationals. That's an interesting one to know. I mean, I like the deal for Nelson Cruz. Nationals, I don't know how much it tips the scale on you being a not very good team. I think really, sure, you sign Nelson Cruz, but that's it's, it won't, it shouldn't be the most important of the offseason. Give Juan Soto his money. If anyone has deserved like a $500 million contract, it's that man. He is still very young. Like, in, it's disgusting how young he is. And he's like the best hitter in baseball. So I pay him. That's all I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's any more deals. Obviously, you had the Sia Suzuki to the Cubs, five years, 85 million uh, international signing. Um, that's, that's about it. I don't know. Is there anything else? Am I forgetting anything? I don't know what happened to Zidane. I don't know if he's glitching out, but I don't think that matters. We have nothing else to go over. Obviously, Gary Sanchez to the Twins. The Twins are just becoming a meme team now. Uh, interesting, interesting deals they've made in the past week, but I think that's going to be it. Obviously, spring training starting up. It's still a little quiet, so next episode we'll have a lot of info for you guys on the games, maybe some predictions. You know, obviously, division predictions will come later, but we got most improved, obviously, White Sox awards predictions. We always do that, but that's going to do it. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next week.